It is a lovely, cold, dark day in Pittsburgh on May 1st. I'm with Kevin and Adam. What is going on, guys? How was your week, Ben? I worked all weekend, but it was good. Got to try and keep up on sports, but wasn't fully engaged because I was at work. <clears throat> yeah, I was only able to catch the uh, Maulers game in the draft. And... Well, again, apparently you could have like just looked at highlights for that Maulers game. Yeah, well, Even I though I tried, I tried picking a fight with you on on Twitter today, but it didn't work. She didn't I respond. What it was. You didn't respond. Uh, I felt like I felt like whenever I read your tweet, it felt like I was reading like you were a referee distracted and missed all the stats. Maulers are horrible. Yeah, you're trying to tell me Loletta should be the starting quarterback, and I'm like, what? Yeah. And then you said, then you said, then you said, Groshek. You said Grosick had a better game. for the USFL talk a little later. But and enough with that. We will talk about that later. What a great debate that's going to be later on. Sorry. I had that on my chest all day because I was waiting for a response on Twitter. Uh, so that's okay. I'll respond to you in that discussion. So as per my week, since Adam got his out, uh, you know, Friday, I worked all week. Friday was pretty good. Went to the Pens game. They smacked the uh, Blue Jackets around. Heading into the NHL playoffs now. Before they get which you guys by the Rangers. Exactly. Um, and then, uh, you know, I had a good day Friday. But then Friday night happened into Saturday. And then it all went downhill from there for me. Which leads Why? up into our first uh, topic here. Jordan Addison is a topic of hot issues with a lot of Pitt Panthers fans uh, this weekend. For the... Rumor had come out that he was in talks with the University of Southern California, USC, uh, about transferring. And the reason why that was such a hot button issue is Jordan Addison had not officially entered the NCAA transfer portal. To transfer in college football, to even talk to a coach from another college, you have to be in the portal. If a coach were to talk to you, which rumors were that Ridley was messaging, uh, Addison or someone from USC was talking to Addison about transferring there over, I believe, a $2 million NIL deal to transfer from the University of Pittsburgh to USC. Now, if this is 100% confirmed true, then the University of Pittsburgh could make a case to the NCAA about tampering because you are not allowed to talk to anybody in college football if they're not in the portal. They have to have their name in the portal for you to be able to speak to them about anything. Now, I hear there's a loophole that the players of that team can talk to them, and there ain't nothing they can do about it. And that's what, what they're taking advantage of. Um, that's still tampering. You can't actually do that. Anyone from the school. So there was a thing with Kenny Pickett, right? Uh, a while ago, where the you know some fan page or students from Notre Dame Message Kenny Pickett last season asking him to transfer to Notre Dame. Kenny immediately put a stop to that. And Narduzzi had spoken about it, how Notre Dame fans were trying to get him to transfer. It was a whole thing. They can't even do that. But they brushed that under the rug because Kenny said, screw it. But I'm not doing that. So you can't speak to any officials from the school. If a student is also doing that, it'd be like in the NBA where LeBron was like, hey, come play for the Lakers with me. Everyone yeah. cried tampering there. It'd be the same thing. So the tampering's allowed in the NBA, and it's even encouraged. So when it comes to this situation, everyone's confused because 
the story broke last night with a half hour to an hour till midnight saying that Jordan Addison has officially entered the portal and that he was officially transferring. But nobody can confirm this. Every expert in quotations has said he, he entered the transfer portal, but no statement was made by the University of Pittsburgh or USC about the situation. Now, what was Pitt's response to these rumors? Well, they went first off. Pat Narduzzi had a few phone calls to Ridley saying he was very disappointed if these accusations are true and that he would appreciate in the future you not try to poach my players for me. Uh, so that was something that did occur. I don't know if Ridley answered, but Nar Pat Narduzzi apparently called him four different times. I believe the, I think one of the assistants, uh, I don't know if it was an assistant chancellor or what at Pitt went on Twitter and said something about along the lines of, you know, developing players and something like that. And he, he was very vague about it, but clearly referenced the Addison situation. Um, and a few other people just outright other colleges went right after Ridley saying you did it to our school too. So this situation is murky in the sense of if it did occur in, Pitt in Addison goes to USC for that NIL deal that they offered him. Then Pitt could put up the tampering uh, allegation lawsuit and the NCAA would have to investigate. Now, if other schools wanted to go in, because apparently this isn't the first time Ridley's done something similar to this, where he's talked to players, he's somehow gotten them to transfer to him because he apparently can't grow his own talent. That's just the reoccurring joke with college football fans. He has to steal talent. He can't make his own. I see. Um, then we have to see what happens because in that situation, let's say an investigation is launched, they found that tampering was a thing. What happens to USC? Well, does Ridley get suspended? Does the school get the death penalty? Does Addison have to sit? And how does that hurt his draft stock if he has to sit? As a Blitnikoff winner, you think it wouldn't. But if you got in trouble for this and you were involved in a scandal like this, I think it would hurt your draft stock a lot. <clears throat> See, with a player like Jordan Addison, he's such a great talent. I don't think that would hurt his draft stock at all. I think very little. I think it, I think it would hurt him in the sense that it's unproven fully. Now, again, a little hot-button issue here. Jordan Addison's a great player. I'm not taking that away from him. I don't like what he's done if he's done it because, again, no one knows for sure what is going on with this. But let's say he took the deal. Let's say he's going to USC. He took the deal. He transferred. So now the question is, is was it just Addison? I know Addison's a good player. We've seen him. There were a lot of throws to Kenny. There were nowhere close to Addison. He still got the catch and ran it to the house, right? But – there were also times where Kenny threaded the needle to Addison, which allowed Addison to make the plays he did. So you got to sit there and ask yourself, did Addison solely win the Blitnikoff on his own? Or was it a combination of the duo, Kenny Pickett and Jordan Addison? And can Jordan Addison, if he goes to USC, have that chemistry with that quarterback? So that's my major thing with that. Now, before the, you know, everything Pitt did meet with Addison, gave him calls. They even had, I think, uh, Addison's parents, or there was a rumor that his parents were trying to convince him to stay, that the University of Pittsburgh also found other deals to match it. USC's deal. They even Donald, had Larry Fitzgerald uh, put up some money. I heard, yeah, I also heard that Aaron Donald and Fitzgerald got in things. So if Addison did transfer, I mean, he kind of spit in the face of two Pitt legends. I mean, I mean, he would also spit in the face of USC if he decided to say I'm staying. So either way, he's doing somebody wrong. So 
I'm not mad at him if he took the money, but that leads me to question NIL deals. I have no problem with players getting paid for their time and their likenesses, but that wouldn't hurt to me. Players getting paid would be like the NCAA games. You use my name, you pay me a percentage of the copies sold. If I'm in your game, if I'm on the starting roster for this college, pay me. If I want to yeah, be that's on your, I, that, that's what I thought originally NIL deals were. It was just, Hey, you know, if EA sports makes the NCAA football game again, you know, at least these guys could get a, you know, payment for using their names and their likeness. Right. Yeah. That's what I thought too, as well as being able to seek out local deals. Like if I wanted to be on, I don't know. Uh, here's a prime example. Uh, Adam, your pizza place, let's say, for example, that you work part time at, say they wanted to say, hey, we'd love to have you in a commercial. You're big. Right. You're a big college star here. We'll yeah. pay you X amount of dollars to be in this commercial. OK, that's what I thought it was. I didn't think it was. We're going to pay you this lump sum of money to continue to do commercials. We're going to shoot like six of them and we're just going to pay you for the sake of being you. Like we're going to have you on specials, deals, everything, instead of you just coming on. Like, hey, come to the X pizza place. We have the best pizza in this side of Pittsburgh. Yeah. I know you didn't even try You get, But apparently NIL deals, could you could seek out and be like a car dealership, and they use your likeness for a lot of things, or they just straight up pay you for any future deal. Yeah, that they say, they it do. sounds like you get a bonus for leaving. Like they, they now so you get paid bonuses. Like I didn't know this was like – you know, getting paid salaries. You know, I thought it was just like a hey, uh, but yeah, you commercial, maybe an autograph signing. Yeah, it was on an autograph table somewhere. They got a mall. You know what I mean? Yeah, something small like that. But apparently, there's two million dollar deals being thrown around to players, if not more. Let's I didn't know it was prices. that much. I thought maybe it'd be like a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollars. But yeah, something but apparently a lump sum of almost close to $2 million, that's something that an NFL player should be making. Yeah, not like a rookie kid. NFL player should be making. Yeah, you're not even the NFL yet. You're still at your alma mater. You're still trying to get to the NFL, which I guess yeah. it helps out the guys that may not make it to the NFL that are good college players, yeah. make some money before they leave. But I just I, – I don't think NIL deals were worded well when they implemented this. I was thinking it'd be – couple bucks here and there, you know, a game, blah, blah, blah. Maybe some autograph, like you said, the autograph signing, stuff like that. But apparently you can throw around big money deals. Yeah. Like, which I know, don't think uh, it's right. You know, Snoop Dogg's going to pay you. They're coming to USC. Like, what? Yeah. That's, that's the ridiculous part of this whole thing that I have to say is if you're offering me $2 million, yeah, I'll abandon my morals. But then that gets away something I love about college football. We've had this argument before, Eric, me and you specifically. Why do you love college football, Kevin? Well, I love the pride in your school. I love yeah. the tenacity. Well, if these in that like I want to get to the next level. Well, if these players are getting paid two million dollars to stay in college and go to this school and stay in this area, what, what where's the drive? Oh yeah, I'm leaving this school because this other school is gonna pay me three million dollars in NIL deals. They got their local places to go. We want you so bad. That we're willing to put all our money together to buy you. Yep. That's an NFL deal, which I don't think should be in college football. I don't think that these things should be allowed to happen. Pull in former alumni that were in the NFL to make the donations. Yeah, Pitt, again, I don't agree that Pitt should have involved if they did involve Larry Fitzgerald or Aaron Donald. I don't think that should have been a thing. 
I get boosters and stuff like that. That's who's supposed to throw money around. But to bring in famous alumni to try to convince a guy to stay, even that's a little fucky. I mean, I guess like they, they, they I guess like the way they think about it is fight fire with fire, right? Might as well uh, try to beat them at their own game. Yeah, man. But again, deep down, that's just the the way of the NIL deals. Yep. That's the way I would say uh, what they're doing. You know, beat them at their own game and see if you can get some pit alums and I don't know, maybe a Pittsburgh actor like Michael Keaton or something. But yeah, but it's just it gets to be that point of when does it stop being college football and starting to look like oh, whichever school has the most money to throw around is going to be the best school. So because why, if, that's yeah, possible, if that's possible, why isn't Oklahoma snatching all the players from Alabama? Why isn't uh, you know a lower tier SEC school? Unfortunately, I'm going to take it. I'm not going to be goofy, but let's say Vanderbilt, as we talked about with the the one gentleman we had on. Why doesn't Vanderbilt start getting all the money in their area around and start trying to buy out Alabama players with NIL deals? I was going to say, third, fourth stringer, and, like, bench riders, like, red shirts on the Alabama roster and Texas. Like, they do transfer a lot to get uh, starting positions. I mean, hey, even apparently Ohio State, because this is going to come up later, but apparently if you can't be the starter in Ohio State, go to a different college. Go to LSU. Join a stacked roster. Win a national championship. Get drafted to the NFL. Get injured your first season. Then come back and and lose the Super Bowl. Come back, tear it up, but losing the Super Bowl. Exactly. So, so my point to, there's actually four teams looking at him. Alabama, USC, Texas, and Ohio State. Uh, yes, that's if he's in the portal, all these schools looking at him, if he was already in the portal. The problem is the story broke that USC was talking to him before he entered the portal, which is tampering. So let's say he goes to Alabama instead. At least if he was in the portal and Alabama talked to him, that's different. If he was in the portal and Ohio State talked to him, that was different. If his papers aren't fully submitted to the NCAA that he was in the portal, that's where the question of is this tampering coming on? And if they were talking to him before he was in the portal, that is by definition in the NCAA tampering. You're not allowed to speak to a player till he's in the transfer portal. Well, it's too late now, right? So he had till midnight. No, he had till min- midnight Sunday morning. 12.00 a.m. Sunday, which was last night. This so was this today. Because this is really confusing when I'm reading it. It says he has till May 1st, which technically that would be midnight tonight. No, he had till May 1st. So he had to have it in before May 1st hit. He had to be in the portal before May 1st. That was the thing. The end of April, he had to be in the transfer portal by the time it hit on May 1st, 12-0-0, May 1st. So that's why the whole thing's going up because no one knows what's happening because apparently at 1130, he put in his paperwork. So if he entered the portal with barely any time left, Pitt's allowed to hold his papers up to two days to get all the stuff in check to transfer his academics and stuff and put it in the portal. That's how these colleges work. I have a Division III uh, college football playing brother who when he wanted to go and leave the college he was at, he had to enter the transfer portal. And he's someone who understands how the portal works, and that's how it works. 
he had to enter the transfer portal. So if any coach would have talked to my little brother before he was in the portal, that could be considered as tampering by NCAA rules. Yep. So you can't speak to a player unless he's in the transfer portal. Yeah, I, I looked it up. There, there's no news on it. I'm so shocked that no one's covering it. So I don't know what the deal is. Maybe it was a big fucked up rumor and Addison just didn't pop on Twitter to say anything like, yeah, it's fake. So it must not be. He hasn't commented on it at all. If you if you knew, so it has to be real. So it, it has be to be telling him also be quiet. Either school. We don't know. But the fact that Pitt hasn't updated anything about this and he hasn't said anything about this is getting to be strange because they said his paperwork, someone reported on Twitter, his paperwork went in at 12 or 1130 Saturday night, which means he was officially then in the portal after two days. So, I mean, I don't know. Again, Pitt could hold his paperwork up to two days, submit it to the NCAA to make sure all their ducks are in a row. Maybe Pitt was withholding his transfer to try to for that full period so they could try to rectify the situation and get him to stay instead of leaving they can do that they, they can do that for ncaa transfer portal rules but nobody knows anything everyone thinks they know everything but jordan addison nor the university of pittsburgh or whatever school he wants to transfer to has said hey we got him or hey we don't got him or hey what is happening hey that didn't happen someone made that up None of this has come to light, so nobody knows what's happening. But the majority of Pitt Panther fans have assumed it happened. He said, F us, went to Ridley, and they're calling for his head. I'm not calling for Jordan Addison's head in any way, shape, or form. I want to know, one, why the hell NIL deals are so much money now? And two, what does, does this qualify as tampering? Because if it is, that means NIL deals can be thrown around left and right to buy a stacked team. And that means if this team gets away, say it is tampering, if this team gets away with it, what if a smaller school try to do that? Like the Vanderbilt, let's say Vanderbilt did that. Come to Vanderbilt. And another school says, nope, that's tampering. And the NCAA investigates, like they took someone from Alabama, and Alabama's cries tampering. You know full well Vanderbilt will get busted for tampering. And that's the point I got to make. Not like UFC has never been on a death list. So it's just one of those questions on we don't know fully what's happening because no one said anything. Only people on Twitter have been saying stuff. There's been no official statement from the universe any of the universities involved or Jordan Addison himself. Mm. I don't know. Big fucky situation all the way around. Um, I guess we're going to have to wait throughout the week, uh, the news that comes out about it. Uh, could have been just fake all along, nasty rumor, TMZ kind of thing, or the truth. There's no evidence, so I can't really talk about it. Like I said, my only thing is why I, that I wanted to really bring up here is your guys' thoughts on NIL deals. So let's wrap up talking about Addison at that point. The NIL was supposed to be something that players get played, but I don't think anyone realized that it was going to be millions of dollars being thrown at players. Well, yeah, like I said earlier, I thought it was just like, you know, here and there appearance that some local town thing, you know? 
Um, like, you know how Juju sometimes works at a 7-Eleven, like he used to. I thought maybe it would be like one of those kind of things, right? Make a few hundred bucks, maybe a few thousand bucks, right? Yeah, but apparently... I didn't think it'd be crazy amounts of money to say, hey, we'll give you three million just to transfer. And it's like, holy shit, this feels like it's a, a FIFA league. You know what I mean? There was no nil deal. Apparently there was. When did he say this? Because someone had offered him a while ago, there had been a rumor coming out that he was going to transfer, and he said, no, I'm going to finish my uh, college career at the University of Pittsburgh. Where did I read that? Oh, this could be a nasty rumor. Uh, he might not want to say anything. Because, like, maybe no one will believe him. Maybe he's scared. I don't know. That's why I don't want to say anything. I mean, he would be playing alongside Caleb Caleb Williams. Uh, maybe he doesn't like Slovis, the new quarterback. Well, Slovis didn't, Slovis didn't want to stay at USC to find out what... Uh, Ridley had the offer. I was going to mention that. Uh, maybe they'll mention that uh, getting getting uh, Slovis was tampering because his uh, girlfriend's a soccer player there or something like that. Okay, he was in the transfer portal. They never talked to him. Yeah, but they, they might try to make that claim too. You know how they If are. they did, but no, here's here's the thing. Let's say let's say you're right. Let's say they, they tried to say that Slovis went to Pitt due to tampering. So the difference that they could make the University of Pittsburgh can say is, well, one, we didn't tell him who to date or where she tell him where his girlfriend should go to college. And we he entered the transfer portal. He had multiple schools that he wanted to go to. It just so happens that we offered him. And then his girlfriend went here. So the pit would make that case. Now let's say USC did make that case and the NCAA said, Yeah, that's interesting. Then that's a whole clusterfuck case of now, okay, if your girlfriend goes to that college, you try to tell a player they can't go there because it might be tampering. But throwing yeah, money around. They might try to say that the girlfriend was tampering. Like, come here. You can be closer. And try to say that he was, uh, um, what's it called? Well, no, because the coach, he was, he was a recruit of the old coach as well. Uh, so he had nothing to do with Ridley because Ridley was at, uh, I think, Oklahoma before he was at USC. And he was a recruit of the old fo- head coach. Okay. So, you know, um, that was another thing. People, when they heard Jordan Addison was leaving, they thought he was going to go with Marion. The old wide receivers coach. The pit uh, wide receivers coach. The go-go yeah. offense. Yeah. Everyone thought he was going to go with Marion. And that was who helped get him there at Pitt. So, again, it could be a number of things. And if USC made that claim, I could see the NCAA humoring it for a little while. But I don't think that's the validity because you're comparing love to money. Yeah. And I don't know if they want to get into that territory, but let's say they did. They want to be extra thorough. Then you got to investigate every player who's going to a school that is is for, that their significant <clears throat> other went to. Yeah, it's a really tricky situation. Uh, so that that's my only thing. So if USC did make that, it'd be an interesting one to see how the NCAA would take it. I originally thought maybe Addison wanted to transfer because he wanted to go into a different system since uh, Kenny Pickett is gone now. And again, if that's if that's the case and there was no deal and he said, listen, Kenny was my guy. And I don't mind I don't hate Patty. I don't hate Slovis. 
I just, I want to see a quarterback that's similar to Kenny and this guy's it. Right. Or I'm from, or I'm from, let's say, I don't actually remember where Addison's from. Hold on. I thought he was in California. That's why this is interesting. Uh, no, that'd be that's completely uh, wrong. He's from Maryland, uh, so that'd be completely wrong. So if he let's say he transferred to the University of Maryland, I want to be closer to home. Okay, respectable. The Terps. Yeah, you want to go play for the Terps? No fan would have an issue if you wanted that. Okay, he wants to be closer to home. We don't like that he's leaving, but he's leaving. So it, it's a murky situation. I'm not mad at him. You know what I mean? Like, I can't be mad. He trolled just for the school he picked. Like, yeah, good luck not winning anything. Like, that's the joke. Yeah, Yeah, but like I said, I can't be mad at him because he took money, which will help him, benefit him in the future. I can't be mad because if I was in that situation and say the rumors are true about the $2 million NIL deal, would you pass up on $2 million? No, I'm not going to lie. I'm a mercenary when it comes to money, so I go to the highest bidder. Adam, would you pass up on $2 million? No, but um, it does say that Jordan Allison, Addison, one of the top receivers in football, has entered the portal as first reported by Philip Pony. Oh, Philip Pony. When did he mention that? Because again, that was all as a as as the May first deadline approaches the transfer portal. That's where it says. Yes, but, but he, he I don't, was I don't never... follow Philip Pony. So does anyone? Can anyone look that up real quick? Because Andrew Filipponi had broke that he was interested in entering the portal. That's what I read. Pony never said Addison did enter the portal. He said that he was interested in transferring. Hold on. Yeah, on Twitter, it says the transfer portal for college football, and it had Jordan Addison on it, in it. He's been, he's been, talking, he's been talking about the Steelers draft. I, the draft. Uh, I spelled it wrong, of course. I'm on his. I'm on his Twitter right now. So that apparently came out today. It looks like Philipponi's really happy that uh, Kenny Pickett is drafted first round. Uh, well, that's a discussion for later. Now, now he's going on about do do do. I'm back a day ago. There is nothing here about him ent- actually entering the portal. I think though, um, honestly, what I see here. I think they'll um, they will give him the fifth year option for uh, Devin Bush. Okay, that's not. But what what does that have to do with the portal uh, situation? I don't see anything about the portal. Though. I just see Steelers. Yeah, there's nothing on here about Addison actually entering the portal. Mm. It says that he was interested in transferring. That's the only tweet I see yeah, here. I see nothing but draft talk. And then there's him complaining about Mason Rudolph. Oh, so wait, 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 there's a search, there's a search bar to search tweets. Um, I think. Yeah, two days ago. Here's what it says: News out of Oakland tonight. Jordan Addison plans on leaving Pitt football program and tends to transfer. That's the only thing he has about Jordan Addison on his page. Well, I did the news that he intends to transfer. 
intends he did not enter portal intending to transfer and entering the portal are not the same thing and i need you to understand that that's where you're both getting confused that's not the same thing so i'm going to leave it as we don't know fully until we get a straight up from a message from a university saying we have him we don't have him or him saying that was a rumor i'm sorry that any you know of this but you guys are dicks for tearing me to shreds and wanting my head on a pike but yeah, uh, no, before, I think this is going to make him probably yeah, I mean, move. The bottom line is you got to do what's best for you. Yeah, and I wouldn't pass Jordan up on Jordan Addison transferring to one of these four schools would be so beneficial to him. It's only going to make his draft stock rise. Unless Same that school here, does terrible. He's already a first-round pick after winning the Blitnikoff. We know that. But he couldn't go in the draft this year, so he could fall. So he I could. think that has a big... Big worry on his mind. He's definitely going to declare so, after the shoot. Yeah, so, he's definitely. He just wasn't eligible because he was not the right class level. level. Right. I don't think he so, feels like Pitt's going to be as successful as uh, they were last year. That's why he's leaving. So I, get, I don't I think they're going to win thing. as many games, but they're still going to win a lot of games. Um, I honestly feel they, they might, have a good team. They might go like what eight and five. That's my guess. Maybe again, still a winning crazy. team, but not as good as last year. Yes. But before we get too lost on this topic, we do have to move on to the NFL draft. Yeah. So, Eric? I so, just think we do the NFL it. draft is pretty interesting. I, just Trey, I did not expect Trey Eric, Walker. Give him two seconds to finish his point. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I just, I, I just feel you should do what's best for you. you can't, yeah, that's you why can't I'm not mad at him. You can't base it on a Twitter-based world. Yeah. I don't, we don't know. The fact that nothing official has come out, either way, I don't blame him. I don't like his decision being a Pitt fan, but I'm not going to blame somebody if they want to make more money in their future. Like Kenny Pickett, when he didn't want to play the Peach Bowl, I defended his right to stay healthy, do this, do that. I defended that. I'm not going to be a hypocrite and say Jordan Addison should not transfer for money XYZ. It's selfish. It's this than that because then I'd be dying on a sword that I defended. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm not going to be mad at him for doing what he thinks is best for him and his family. Do I like the decision? No. Do I respect it? Yes. That's all I'm going to say. Just as long as tampering wasn't involved and it's a major case because then it could in turn hurt a lot of people. Right. But now we can move on to the draft. It's not worth it to sit out either. So the, to me, the NFL draft, one of the best times of the year for me, especially round one. Uh, round one was pretty exciting. Uh, uh, did you guys, were you guys able to catch it? No. I was at work. We, we were on the Twitch with you, Eric. Well, yeah, of course. I was just, it was mainly Kevin. Right. <laughs> I thought maybe you were checking on your phone or something. I looked a little bit. I did see uh, the first five. I kept a close eye on because I was on. I had a little bit of time to check, but uh, I didn't get to follow much after that. Okay, so this first round was pretty interesting. The first ten picks, uh, first three were a bit surprising. Uh, I did not expect Trayvon Walker to go number one. I thought it was going to be did. Aiden Hutchinson. All right, there you I go, did. Trayvon. Okay, yes, I know, I know you did. Uh, Trayvon Walker goes first. Uh, let's hope that it pays off for Jacksonville. Uh, he is a hell of a defensive end, though. 
And um, I think we'll fit in that defense just fine and replace uh, Miles Jack. And that's not the same position, but he will have an impact on that defense. The second overall pick was one of my favorites. Aiden Hutchinson goes to his hometown. That was the first hometown boy pick. Uh, that was that was awesome. That was that was that was. I definitely emotional. was for sure. The the first person who actually wanted to play for Detroit. That is a, <laughs> right there. That is unbelievable. I couldn't believe it. Uh, he said it. Them say that, and he actually confirmed it. Like there's like a quote, like tweet or something. Like I, Detroit drafts me. It's like oh god, <laughs> someone actually wants to play for them. I will say I know who you're thinking. Your second home ta- hometown choice is. And yeah, I'm going to tell you right now that is false, and I'll explain why. Um, yeah, I'm here, and that's the next thing I'm going to get to. Uh, I knew the Steelers were going to go for a quarterback. I thought Malik Willis would have been first because they signed Mitch Trubisky. I did not expect them to go with Kenny Pickett. I thought that was insane. I was happy at first. I was really excited. But then, you know, it faded away, and I said, whoa. Yeah, we're gonna have to start this guy. He's twenty-four years old. Picked him so high, and I don't think these quarterbacks are gonna be picked very high like him. So, real quick, because you're on the twenty-four, I gotta mention this. There's another quarterback that entered the league, twenty-three, turning twenty-four, who was a transfer from his college where he didn't start, where he joined a team that was stacked in the SEC, who went on to get drafted by a team to start immediately to get <laughs> hurt. To come back to lose a Super Bowl. Yeah, but Joe he's Burrow. still successful. He's successful, yes. So my defense of that pick is, granted, all the other quarterbacks fell. This wasn't a very quarterback-steady draft, okay? I'm not trying to pass it off that Kenny Pickett is God. He is not. He has some issues that he has to work out. The Steelers need to make him starter week one, or else they kind of squandered a pick. Because as we saw with the rest of the quarterbacks, maybe he could have sat there for another round and they still would have gotten their quarterback that they wanted, you know? So I'm not going to disagree that maybe they could have gotten Pickett later. No, I thought but I will disagree to trade it up in the draft, you know, pick Kenny Pickett. Uh, yeah. They could have been a wide receiver here, but George Pickens is just as good. But, you know, when you read the reports on him, you know, he is a red flag uh, for the way he's acted about wanting the ball a lot. So, of course, we get another diva on the roster. I hope he's not a diva once he gets on the roster, but, of course, you never know with the wide receivers. Uh, it is what it is with that. Um, yeah, Kenny Pickett worries me there a little bit at 20. But uh, So, real quick. I, I real hope quick. they start him since he's 24. He's yeah, 24 let, me, let me chime in with the Pickett and Pickens thing. So, we hope that Pickens isn't going to follow a pattern that he has some issues where he's like, yo, I'm T.O. pretty much. Give me the ball. Right. I'll make shit happen. That's a concern. We've had our history of diva players. We've yep. had Antonio Brown. We've had Le'Veon Bell. We've had Juju Smith-Schuster. Yep. All divas in their own right in different ways. Okay, we don't need a Terrell Owens on the team now. We definitely don't. No. I think so, we need to get away from drama players. And just uh... Yeah. Now, with the Kenny... Again, maybe the Steelers could have gotten him later. I don't know. I don't know what other teams wanted him. We'll never know because what happened happened. So if the Steelers do make him starter week one, for anyone that's out there just saying, oh, Kenny Pickett's going to be a failure bust immediately, it's a gamble, yes. But let the kid play a fucking snap in the NFL before you start berating him like you are. 
this is definitely a big gamble uh, for the Steelers. Uh, yes, but don't berate a player before he takes no, a snap. No, I don't think I'd berate him. Not you. I'm talking about the people that are out there saying he's not going to amount to anything. He's going to be a he's a bust. He was an average player in college. He wasn't anything special. Because last time I checked, they don't consider average Joe quarterbacks, run of the mill quarterbacks, as Heisman finalists. Well, I understand why Penn State's people are mad because now we're going to get Penn State or Pitt to Penn State connection between Fire exactly. and Exactly. I mean, that's get. just stupid because. You know, hey, last hey, year hey, I had I had hey, an officer reaction. Hold on, listen. Last year I had an officer reaction. Said, "Ooh, Pat Fryermuth, I cannot wait to, you know, cheer." I was so excited. I, I love Pat Fryermuth. I love. And him. all of a sudden, I see all these Penn State fans crying. Oh, we're gonna throw to my guy. It's like, dude, we're we're rooting for him. Why don't you root for him? Hey, Eric. Real quick, what did we learn about Steeler fans at the Steeler game we went to last year? What's that? They don't know the difference between when Fryer Muth's on the field or when Gentry was on the field because uh, even when Gentry was catching passes, they were calling for Muth, and it's like, that's Zach Gentry. Yeah, so, I think there was a lot of drunks there at that game. Well, it was half the stadium. That's what I mean. And you know Steelers fans do get drunk a lot. But, yeah, Kenny is a gamble, but at the same point, and all those other quarterbacks had a fatal flaw with them that I know why they all fell. Kenny probably should have fell to the second round. I'm not going to disagree with you there. It was a gamble to take him first round. When it comes to Willis, his own coaches have said in the past, he's a two-year project. The kid has some trouble reading downfield, and he's very uh, quick to fl flee with the ball out of the pocket instead of waiting. He's very anxious. Now, um, Corral. He just suffered that injury in the, uh, what was it, the Sugar Bowl? So yes. even though it wasn't a break or a tear, he still messed himself up. Could that affect him? Could he still be recovering from the injury when it comes to a full contact game? We don't know. Sam Howell, joke. Right. I'm sorry. He was supposed to be the best quarterback in the ACC. He was not. Riley got drafted in. Um... Ritter. Honestly, I, I don't it. understand the Ritter situation. I don't know if scouts just saw something in him uh, they didn't okay. like. Hold on. Sam Howell went to the Commanders. I knew they were going to take a quarterback. I did not expect him to wait that long and for the fifth round. Um, let's see. So Pickett's the first quarterback. What really surprised me was that Desmond Ritter was the second quarterback choice. Um, I don't know why no one – I don't know what his flaw was. He's the one that confuses me. I don't know what scouts and teams were not seeing in him or what they were seeing in him that they let him fall. I thought for sure Ritter out of all the quarterbacks would have been the safest choice to take as the first quarterback drafted. In our mock draft, I had Ritter going to the Atlanta Falcons in the sixth pick. Oh, wow. So, I, do I get a half point out of that or what? Yeah, you can. I don't even know if we're keeping score on the official. <laughs> Um, you, you just got but then what really surprised me is the Titans, right? The Titans take Malik Willis with the, um, let's see, it doesn't tell me what exact overall pick. It was the third round, 22nd pick. Um, I love it. Uh, Liberty. I thought that was interesting, right? Because then Brian Tannehill waited two fucking days later to welcome his teammates. <laughs> and, he, and he welcomed everybody else and did Malik Willis last. And everyone was right. So here's my here's my one question. 
um, as it pertains to the draft. So you had all these teams that were desperate for quarterbacks and the teams that were the most desperate for quarterbacks. Uh, well, Atlanta did, right? Yeah. The Seahawks didn't. The Saints didn't. Nope. So I guess they're confident in who they have. I don't yeah, know no, the Saints Seahawks. didn't pick up a quarterback like I thought they would. Um, so they believe in Jameis Winston. Let's say they're all waiting for next year for a better quarterback stop. Yeah, Bryce Young. I, can, yeah. I, I can only name two quarterbacks in that draft. Well, actually, I can't even name the other one because I forget his name because he goes to Ohio State. Their quarterback. CJ um, Stroud. Stroud, yeah. that's it. Stroud and Young. They're the only two quarterbacks I can name for next year. So maybe there there's like 13 of them that's going in the first round. Though. Huh? They're pro- like There's like projected 13 of them so far, unless it's like some of them fall. But so I don't know who these other quarterbacks are. I know I pay attention I, like, to college football. I was saying that we should have waited next year to uh, uh, name another quarterback other than those two, though. I would have waited for Bryce Young, but it is what it is. We would have never gotten Bryce Young. I'm sorry. With Mitch yeah, Trubisky, we, of course, we would we not. Go like eight and eight or eight and nine or nine and eight. We would not have lost enough games. Someone would have tanked for him. I've already bad Maybe team. Maybe could have got Stroud. I don't know. No, I, I guarantee you the second team would have gotten him. I don't think the Steelers had a chance in hell unless they went out there and lost every single game. And under Mitch Trubisky, if he was the starter, I do not believe the Steelers would have lost every single game. With a defense like they have, I doubt it. I just don't see that ever happening. So I think that if you thought that, you're delusional and you might want to get checked. Yeah. Because the Steelers might not be the most successful team this year or next year. You still know, under Mike Tomlin, they're at least going 500. No, I... It's just historically proven to happen. No, I agree, absolutely. It's so, based on... Why did we pick a little tight end? I didn't get that. Okay, so do you know why they took that little person? Look at his last name. I I get the last name. I see it. Nepotism. Yeah, it's nepotism. N- now we have four sets of brothers on the Steelers, by the way. Edmonds. The Watts. <laughs> um, who else? Uh, and there's another one. So just, just keep that in mind. Let's see. We got two wide receivers there, right? Pickens, and then we get Calvin Austin has really good speed. Oh my god, he ran like a four point two three uh, or something like that. Which to me sounds like they're Calvin getting Kenny Austin. Pickett. I, I decided Austin? to reach and say he's gonna be the next Tyree Kill. So are you, are you talking about Calvin Austin or Yes, um, Calvin Austin the third, yes. So if you ask me real quick. They've perfectly set up for Kenny to be the starter with those two receiver picks. They drafted no offensive line in this draft, so they are comfortable with who they have. With who they well, play. we had them two big signings, dude. We're good. And I wouldn't really call them big. But, well, yeah. here, Eric, since you're not – I don't know if you pay attention. Uh, our center is being moved to a guard, and we're moving a guy who's a lot bigger, longer arms and everything, to center. So we're getting rid of one of the problem areas of the center because the dude can yeah, block. Really he just isn't a center. Tackle. One of them is a tackle as well. The other yeah, person well. we signed. 
that, that was a really big need that needed solved. I think that they've confidently signed who they wanted to to rectify the situation. I think that's why they didn't take any offensive linemen. Why they take a defensive lineman? Because there's no guarantee to it's coming back. And Cam Hayward can't be the only one doing it. Okay. So, who do you guys think had the best draft um, this year? Who do you guys think had the best draft? Not the fucking Bears. You want to talk about people that had issues with line? I don't think the Bears picked up any offensive linemen right away, so they definitely uh, didn't. No, they picked up an offensive tackle in the fifth round. In the fifth round, they got one. They needed a whole new and, line. And no, no, they also got one in the sixth, and then they got an offensive guard in the seventh. Okay, good. Because at first, in the sixth. Okay, I was going to say because the rounds I watched and paid attention to, the first three rounds were all those great linemen were that everyone was bitching the Steelers should have got. Yeah. The Bears also needed a line. And they oh, didn't, yeah, well, they didn't have a first round pick. Well, Kevin, they drafted your whole front line. They drafted a center, Doug Kramer. They drafted the tackle, Jatyree. Yes, Carter. I didn't watch the last round, so that's my mistake. Um, I did not watch yesterday. Oh, yeah, they pretty Zachary, much did draft the whole offensive Zachary line. Zachary Thomas. Yeah. And then Braxton Jones. You, you, we just talked about that pick. That was their fifth rounder. It looks like. That's crazy. So I mean, yeah. they drafted a whole new front line. Yeah, like I said, the first three rounds, the ones I paid attention to, they weren't. And I was starting to wonder what they were doing. Yeah, they did corner, safety, and wide receiver. Yeah, I was really wondering what the hell they were doing. They took two safeties. They took Elijah Hicks. They did Elijah Hicks and Jaquan Brisker from Penn State. Yeah. Did you see some of the free agent signings today, real quick? No. Uh, Kroll went to. From Pitt went to the Saints. Oh, Mathis went to Denver. And Damari Mathis. Oh, okay. And um Cal Adamitis went to the Bengals. Trey Walker from the Maulers posted he got picked by the commanders. I might I, I didn't really look into it, but that's what he posted. I'm curious to know if that he can actually do that. The USFL is that's the only league you can sign with is the NFL. I see. Yeah, so some of these players are leaving already. Um, I guess I'll report the training camp. Um, so that'd be like right around the end of the season, right? Oh. I mean they're 0 and three, it doesn't really matter. They could turn it around. <laughs> <laughs> And well, I mean, I'm not gonna, we're going to talk about the Maulers later. I got something to say. Something on my chest. But um, real quick, because I'm heading out here soon, I just want to get a quick thing across here. Um, as uh, the so joke, who do you guys think had the best draft? What team? We didn't get that. I personally, like I said, didn't pay attention to the last few okay, rounds. Yesterday. I got it. Um, hold on. It's got to be the Jets or the Jaguars. They moved up so go, many. So, they moved up so many times. I mean, they ended up with Walker. They ended up with Devin Lloyd, who I had going to New England. Who? Um, Devin Lloyd. No, it was a tw- Jaguars ended up with a pretty decent draft. They got us. They got their defense. They got Chad Muma too. Oh yeah. 
Snoop they Connor. Got Gregory, and they got back. Gregory Jr. They drafted two cornerbacks at the end. One looks like he's out of nowhere, though. I don't know. It's just Gregory Jr. It doesn't seem Lloyd's a pretty good pick, but they should have gotten the Kobe Dean. Then they pass up on the Kobe Dean again. You know, all the people who passed up on the Kobe Dean, they're going to regret it. That's all I'm going to say. I think I think the Eagles got a hell of a linebacker in that third round. And the Kobe. That's what I'm saying, dude. The Eagles are set with that pick. That I still like Devin country. Lloyd, though. I mean, I... I think that was the Jaguars' big choice right there. Was Devin the Lloyd? The Dean's or... a guy that's going to get like ten plus tackles a game. Yeah, that's the kind of guy you're getting on your roster. I'm just, uh, I'm just going through. Yeah, what you know I he's think. going to be there in the run in the pass. Guys, it is what it is. But I, Georgia definitely won this draft. I would. I mean, who, who won this draft? I was saying the Georgia College, Georgia. The board, the dogs. Yeah, they had a lot of people drafted. Dogs had a lot of I'm people drafted. I'm talking about which NFL team won the draft there, bud. I'm just saying, like, if you were talking about, like, college recruiting, I would just hold this paper up and be like, this Yes, absolutely. Made it. I agree. They got a bunch this of was the taken. Now, who would you say which NFL team did the best? I think he said the Jags, honestly, or the Jags? Jets. So. The Jags? Well, my pick I, I, the Jets. I thought they did excellent. They got Garrett Wilson. I thought he was the best receiver in the draft. They also got a mod sauce gardener. I love that nickname. He was a beast on Cincinnati. I love this Grease Hall pick. Uh, Jermaine Johnson, the second, was an excellent pick in the first round towards the end. Had a good defensive end out of Florida State. Then they drafted Brees Hall out of Iowa State running back. I love that pick. Yeah, that was, that was a good underrated pick there. And then they drafted the another tight end, too. That really threw me off. I did throw a lot because they went out and signed. They, they love on. picking tight ends. They do. They absolutely love to do it. Uh, the only thing that I, I thought he's six five, two fifty though. I mean, he's huge, so he's going to be a big, big boy there. I thought they should have picked up uh, inside linebacker in this draft, but they did not. Here's a question. Yes. Throwing it over to the Jags. Um, no, did they draft any receivers, running back? Anything? Mm-hmm. They got a they got Snoop Connor out Snoop of Mississippi, Connor. and um, that was it. Everything else was defense. No, so no, they they're not Luke, helping they, Lawrence out at all. They picked Luke Fort, Fortner Fortner out of um, somewhere for as a center. Kentucky. So no, so no major help for Trevor Lawrence. Just a center. Yeah. Interesting way to go about it. Pretty much, right? Um, by the way, real quick before I have to jump off here. So, Eric, when you said the second hometown boy to get picked up, though Kenny Pickett went to the University of Pittsburgh, he's from New Jersey. He is from New Jersey, isn't he? Yes. So, he's a hometown alma mater, but he is not from Pittsburgh. Mm. So if you would have went to the Eagles, they would have gone crazy. Can Can I tell you one Eric thing? That's right I, across the bridge, right there. So I made a joke real quick, and it's a fun little one that I want to get off my chest. He um, imagine his girlfriend sitting there with him on the couch. She knows the Saints need a quarterback. She knows Were they at the Benetton. Huh? They weren't at the draft. Were they at the Benetton? Who Pickett? Yeah. No, they was in his house. 
Well, that was his house. I think that was his family home. It looked like or- he was. It looked like he was at some kind of like formal event. He might have been. They may have rented That's- out a place. He was home in New Jersey. Okay, so I thought he was here. Like it looked like the Benham, and I was like, "Well, that's pretty badass." Yeah, but I think he was definitely back. He was definitely back in New Jersey because he flew back into Pittsburgh the next day. But my little joke here was: imagine him and his his fiance sitting there. She knows that like New Orleans needs a quarterback. She goes, "Oh, that'd be nice. I could go somewhere nice and warm, like New Orleans. You know, new life, interesting. That'd be cool." And the Steelers select Kenny Pickett. Fuck, I'm staying in Pittsburgh. God, fuck it. <laughs> You know, you know what I mean. I can only imagine she wasn't too thrilled to be going to Pittsburgh when she could have been in New Orleans. Yeah. Well, just hopefully uh, it doesn't turn or Carolina, into Carolina somewhere warmer. Russell right? Wilson draft moment. Mm-mm. I'm sad for the rest of my life. <laughs> no. Nope. The, the Jaguars did sign a guard, so I mean they did sign a guard in free agency. I mean. That's what I was looking at. I don't know. I feel one. like the Jags always try to make a good look, but they fail to hit the mark where they really need it. Can and we talk about this A.J. Brown to Philadelphia? Yeah, actually, yeah, talk about that, because that was a big draft night. What? And, and and another thing, can we cover this Baltimore destroying their wide receiver core? They lost Boykin, and they lost um, Hollywood. Well, Boykin's a stealer now, and Hollywood Brown is a Arizona Cardinal who's back playing with his quarterback from college. Yeah. I mean, but what does what what do they have besides Mark Andrews? Do we have any answers? Baltimore. It's, yeah. Well, they they drafted a tight end. They drafted two tight ends actually in the fourth round. Um, Charlie, Isaiah Likely. I mean, I love the Cal Hamilton pick. I thought he was the best safety in the draft. This side of the their 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 defense is going to be. I don't get that. Isaiah Likely. Yes. And Charlie Kohler. Yep. They drafted a punter before they finished drafting. Yeah, so explain this to me real quick, real quick. <laughs> Usually you don't draft a punter and kicker. Usually. I mean, the Steelers have done it. But usually you don't draft a kicker and punter. Usually. You pick them up afterwards. What right. happened in this draft that everyone's picking a punter, kicker? And like, what is happening? I don't know. That's a good question. The more <laughs> gets picked up... Uh... By uh, Denver, which is cool, which I know you said earlier. I just finally found it. Well, I don't know anything about the kicker they picked, but he is out of Penn State. There you go. Jordan Stout. Yeah. But uh, can, real quick, can guys. see how Demari Mathis does. But uh, he's very – he's going to be an interesting thing to see his transition because that dude has some tenacity and some fire that I watched in person that – I think he will, no matter what, fight for a spot. He may not be a starter this year, but that dude might be a starter somewhere. He's right. good enough to be. But this is where I have to hop off, guys. So enjoy the rest yeah. of the episode. And yep. uh, if you follow me on Twitter at KLegs412, and I'll see you guys next week, but I do have to go. So enjoy the rest of the episode with Adam and Eric. Thank you. All right, Kev. Have a good see one. See you, Kev. Have a good one. See you guys.
Okay, so, uh, who, do, who do you think had the worst draft? I don't know. That's what I was trying to look up. Um, so, I think it comes down to two teams. Is one going to start? Is one going to start with a G? The Cowboys, there's a lot of questions. Uh, there's a lot of reaches uh, from what I've seen. I thought New England had a big reach on Strange. They reached on Sam Williams. Yeah. Uh, yes, New England. What do you think? Green Bay reached on Quay Walker. That strange guy that was available. They drafted that center in the first round. Strange. I thought that was a reach and a half. Yes, but I'm not, but I think the biggest reach is Quay Walker, inside linebacker from Georgia. I had him going number one, so it wasn't too bad of a reach on my my board. Who? Walker. Maybe number one in your board. Trayvon Walker. No, Quay Walker. Oh, what team are we on here? I said Green Bay. I said Quay Walker on Georgia. Oh, <laughs> I didn't. Is, yeah, I thought, uh, Green, I thought Green Bay. I thought Green Bay was. I think here's what happened. Like Green Bay was so set on Trayvon Burks, and then when he got picked, they were like, "What do we do? What do we do? Defensive end." <laughs> That's what I'm I I inside happened. linebacker Quay Walker. And then with the twenty, right? Uh, they went defense. That's what I'm. They decided to I go was, with the defensive tackle, Devontae Wyatt, also from Georgia. So, and then they went wide receiver Christian Watson. Six. I love this pick. He's 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 big. He's fast. Um, I also like move. the Steelers wide receiver picks too. Hopefully, if Pickens uh, straightens out his act. Well, hopefully, he doesn't drop the ball like Deontay. <laughs> Uh, we gotta hope the attitude is good first. Uh, I thought Minnesota was kind of bad, but the second round pick Andrew both juniors pretty good. Um, I would have to say by Minnesota, but Lucine, I don't know. They they could have. Green Bay did kind of save themselves. They did draft every wide receiver they drafted was over six foot, so they did get up some height for Aaron Rodgers. They drafted yeah, a wide they're, receiver. They're going to be a red zone threat team. And their Mister Irrelevant pick. In that last round, they did pick a pretty tall wide receiver. Oh, uh, yeah, no, there was a quarterback taking seventh last pick. Well, Green Bay's last pick. Brock Purdy? Samari Torre. Yeah, it was San Francisco. Nebraska. They drafted a quarterback with Mr. Relevant. Um, Brock Purdy. Okay. All right. I don't know why they did, but they did. We're going to see what Brock Purdy does. I always like to pay attention to the uh, Mr. Relevant picks, you know? You love it. You love those picks. Oh, hell I was yeah. Just gonna, I was just calling everyone's last pick Mr. Relevant because you usually don't hear about him. No, uh, our, our seventh <laughs> round pick was another quarterback, Chris Alodican. Alodican, whatever. South Dakota State. Which RBM would be proud of that he's from South Dakota. Uh, fortunately, he's not here to joke with him about that, but it is what it is. Got our hometown guy, Kenny Pickett. I know he's from New Jersey, but shush. All right. You know, I don't know. You can't just take him the permanent and be like, let's go eat a sandwich. He's already done it a million times. Yeah, there's really nothing to say. Just, hey, you know, let's play some football. Let's go ride the incline. Well, maybe, you know, maybe he hasn't rode the incline. So let's just go to Vegas and celebrate. Fuck it. Do something different. Just stay in Vegas. Yeah. Stay in Vegas. season, right? Uh, he wouldn't be the same person. Holy cow. I know, right? 
I mean, you could with all that money they make, right? We'll see what he signs. I mean, they should sign him. I think he's still going to be our day one starter. No, he is. He is. Um, okay, so let's see. So for your uh, so for the Steelers here, I was just curious. What is your wide receiver? What is your wide receiver depth chart by week one regular season for the Steelers? Right now, with the picks, we have Miles Boykin too. Don't forget. I like Miles Boykin, even though yeah, but he's not going to have much playing time. He was their number two receiver out there. He did line up on the right or left side. Yeah, but of he's not going to play much with the Steelers. He might. I'm not counting them out. I don't know. I'm not. Um, oh, hey, what's up, Blake? Welcome welcome to the uh, podcast. Uh, we're in the middle of talking about the NFL draft. Oh, oh, oh. interesting. Um, yeah, uh, the Steelers uh, selected in the seventh round a quarterback out of South Dakota State. So. Oh, interesting. I feel bad for him going to such a dead organization, though. I mean, how, how are we a dead organization? I mean, yeah. We're one of those storied franchises in the NFL. What was that? We're one of those storied franchises in the NFL. Yeah, storied, as in past tense. Guess what? You haven't won a Super Bowl in how many years? Well, since 2008, but it's not been that long. You've been around. You've been, you act like we've been, been the Chicago Cubs. It's been a century. Hell yeah. We At least we can agree on that. Fucking so, losers. Hasn't been that long. Okay, just like my Yankees. It's only been since 2009. My recent favorite champion has been the Penguins. Uh, of course, you, of course, you bang. It was close games. with the Manchester United with um, a couple of uh, what the hell? Did Man- Manchester got their asses kicked today, didn't they? Yeah, Cristiano Ronaldo. You know, he's gone through some stress with uh, I think his uh, kid passing away. Yeah, it was it was really sad too because it was twins, so that's going to be even more fucked up. Oh damn, dude! Yeah, so that that's fucking with him mentally. He is the goat, okay? Soccer. I mean, imagine wow. being the sister of that kid too. I mean, knowing that, hey, your brother died. Yeah. Well, no, my nephew has gone through that with uh, his uh, little sister, so like wow. thirty-three days old. So you would know exactly what that is. Um, but I think Lionel Messi's been the biggest disappointment in this whole thing so far. Well, for uh, um, Paris Saint Germain, I absolutely agree. I think- yeah, I mean, when your coach when your coach is calling you up and saying you're not paying, you're not playing to what you're being paid. Hey, look, I mean that, that's bad. Hey, look, I mean, it's fair to say he's past his prime. He's old. Uh, he is a little older. I think he's like 33, 34. He is a little older, just like uh, Ronaldo. Yeah, we're going to see a new future. And Mbappe, also on PSG. Um, I mean, just like, uh, you know, just like is, you had your Wayne Rooney's and all them over there. Oh, yeah, I love Wayne Rooney on Manchester United. I mean, it's just a sad fact that, hey, you could be really good, but the, the only thing that's undefeated in the world sports is time. Yeah. I mean, look, Ben Roethlisberger was Mac Daddy, MVP caliber guy. I mean, then he got old. He, 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 let's face it, he sucked in his past, in the, in his last few seasons. Not because he was bad, but because he was old. He was out of shape. He just wasn't the same. And I think that's what a lot of athletes go through. I mean, everybody except Tom Brady, apparently. 
So I was so we were going through uh, uh, who our wide receiver depth charts would be for our favorite team. Uh, my number one would still have to be Deontay Johnson. Um, number two would be Chase Claypool, and I would put number three uh, Pickens. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go with Pickens since we dropped him higher than Calvin Austin. Unless Calvin Austin proves himself with his speed with deep routes, then yes. Um, yeah, I can see Calvin Austin on four uh, four wide sets coming in with uh, Kenny Pickett playing quarterback with that arm. So I see Calvin Austin getting out there a lot on pass plays. Simple as that. On third downs, usually second or third. So uh, that's my wide receiver depth chart. Um, also. Even better, why don't we talk about our QB depth chart? I think it's safe to say Kenny Pickett's got to be number one on mine. What about you? Matt? Definitely, definitely my number one. I, I, I've been saying he's opening day starter since they picked him. I uh, haven't read anything. I haven't looked at any negative or any positive comments. I'm just going off of what I know. Right. And uh, I'm, my second, of course, my backup would be Mitch Trubisky. That's my QB, too. It has to be, then. And then my then QB, three, is not going to be Mason Rudolph. It's going to be this kid they just drafted. from South Dakota State. I'm going to put Mason Rudolph on the uh, practice squad. Because I don't like him. Fuck you. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm not a fan either. I like so, the one. I would make a lot of kid number three and uh, groom him to be like, your backup. I like the um, meme going around where it has Mason Rudolph underwater and no one gives a shit. Basically, he, he got bamboozled. Uh, Mitch Trubisky got bamboozled. Ended his job, thinking he was well, no one, direction of his career. You know, I mean, no one it is expected. What it is. Football's a business, right? I did not have Kenny Pickett on my board at Steelers pick, so uh, I had um, uh, Desmond Ritter. Actually, I thought uh, Kenny Pickett would have been going. Um, just like I thought. Um, well, hold on, hold right. on. ESPN has Mitch Trubisky still starting over Kenny Pickett. And it has Rudolph and really mad at that because he's 24. Um, let's go over your Minnesota Vikings. Uh, like. Oh, boy. See who they drafted. Lewis Cena, oh. like I said, I think they reach on that pick on, 30, on the uh, 30 seconds. How about the Bills getting Cook's brother? Hold on, we're going over um, RBM's favorite team and uh, yep. picking on. Yep, I'm, I'm sitting in the fire. So, well, I mean, I was I just, the pick I liked from the Minnesota Vikings was Andrew Booth Jr. That's my that was my favorite pick out of this so far uh, too. Let's see for the Vikings. I don't know anybody else here, uh, considering the fact that they if you're going to draft an inside linebacker, why would you pass on to Kobe Dean? Said you go to Brian Austin. Yeah, I think a lot of their stuff they were doing there in the draft is very questionable. I mean, sure, I like sure I like how they screw over the Packers in a sense, but man, they really kind of shot themselves in the leg, especially with their uh, their trade with the Detroit Lions during the draft. Yeah, holy crap! Their final pick, the tight end Nick Muse. Yeah. he's he's huge. He's six five. Yeah. 259 pounds. Great, great tight end find. I think they should. I think they should. I think they uh, should have went with a better. Uh, 
I was just looking deep in the draft there. You should in the second round. He's going to He's a project tight end. I, I can see him going far in, like, maybe if they put a good, good amount of time into him. Yeah, what, Sorry, the Vikings could have got Roger McCreary out of Auburn. Instead. I think that could have been better. Oh, wait, never mind. I'm simple. My fault. Or no, you know what would have been even better? Hmm. They could have gotten a Kobe Dean. Yeah. I'm going to complain about that for the next couple of years. So you realize the Kobe Dean's one of the greatest NFL linebackers. I think what the Vikings they're trying to do is they're trying to build up some future talent, but I think what the fans wanted was like an immediate shot in the arm because they were seeing like new GM, new coach, whatnot, new front, brand new front office and stuff. They wanted something. They wanted to feel like, hey, we could be actual contenders, but it's not like a slap in the face, but it's more like a just disappointment from fans. That's what, I, at least what I'm getting. They wanted to be, they wanted to have like that immediate shine, that immediate success, but that, but they're kind of faced with the realization now that, hey, it's going to take a while before we can actually get to contender status. Mm. Well, let's see what the Vikings do this year. I still think the Green Bay Packers are going to own you. Own the whole I don't know. I don't know. Because, yeah, they picked, up some, uh, they picked up some nice weapons in the later rounds, but other than that, they're pretty much untested when it comes to the major league level. So I don't know, and they, I think free agency hit the hit the Packers pretty hard. So we'll we'll have to wait and see. They, I'm sure they'll still be good with Aaron Rodgers around, but I don't see them being nearly as successful as they would have been last year. Well, yeah, no so doubt. So we'll just have to wait and see. Maybe this will be the year the Vikings are able to shut are able to stick to the Packers. Uh, Garrett Wilson going to the Jets. It's going to be a really good weapon for uh, what the hell's his name? Quarterback Zach Smith. I can't remember his name. For the Jets? Yeah. Wilson the Wilson, baby. Zach Wilson, that's it. Yes. How can you forget the Wilson the Wilson already? I'm sorry. I keep forgetting his last name. I, I don't know why. Um, <laughs> I, guess, I guess this is what happens when you're a Jets quarterback. Seem to be forgettable. Unless you're like Brett Favre or uh, Joe Namath. But anyway, I digress. What team so, are we looking at now? Uh, I think we're done with the NFL draft talk, unless you got, got something else to say that's on your mind. I'm good. No, I, I just thought we were going to look over in depth charts a little bit. No. Just, no, no, I'm not okay. going to We're, we're going to save that for another day? Maybe. We'll see. All right, cool. So moving on to another sport. Uh, yes, we're going to do uh, some MMA correspondence with you. Uh, any All right. So far recently. All right, so just a little tidbits. So just Hold last on. Night. I just clicked on I just clicked on MMA so I know what the hell we're talking about. So so just last <laughs> night we had a we had Mar we had Rob Bond versus Marlon Vera fight night. We're in an upset uh, cuz going into the going into the main event, it was a there was an interesting story that Rob Font had missed weight by mm. quite, by about 2 pounds. So 20% of his purse would have been given to Marlon Vera, win or lose. But what we saw was actually very shocking. We saw Marlon Vera take the unanimous decision win in the main event, which could have, which 
which and because he actually made weight, this could have big implications for him in the bantamweight division. And then, but also for those old heads out there in the co-main event, our Andre Arlovsky got the got the the split decision victory over Jake Collier, which could have some big implications at the heavyweight division. Hmm. So now that, but that, but move, but the, I think, but what everybody has their minds on in the MMA world is what comes next week. And that is UFC 274, Charles Oliveira versus Justin Gaethje. And what many, and what many are seeing this is as, is another big test for Charles Oliveira. He already, he's already, he's already defeated Dustin Poirier, who was probably, who was the odds on favorite. Now he's facing Justin Gaethje, probably one of the hardest motherfuckers in the lightweight division. Mm. Uh, what would it, what is looking to be a very entertaining fight, but in the co-main event you have Rose Namunuyez making a, making her first defense of her second title reign against uh, Carla Esparza, which is looking like it could which could look like it to produce a, a lot of fireworks. Eric, what's your thoughts on that? Because you know Thug Rose has been known to throw some fireworks out there. What's your thoughts on this matchup? Um. I usually uh, root against uh, Rose. Uh, whoever she fights, I root for. He's okay. As far as a- well, let me tell you, this card is absolutely stacked. Just before that fight, we have Michael Chandler versus Tony Elkakui Ferguson. Another okay. big matchup. I like that fight. When yeah, another big, match, another big matchup at lightweight. Michael Chandler, Tony Ferguson, probably two guys that like to throw caution to the wind in their fights. Tony Ferguson is on a bit of a skid. He's it's fair to say that he's probably past his prime, but he's still pretty effective. So we'll see. Hopefully, he can rebound from this, getting a big win over Michael Chandler, who himself also needs a win. But before that fight, we have the return of Mauricio Shogun Hua taking on OSP Ogun Saint Peru. Not too not too big of a light heavyweight matchup, but a very entertaining one that could lead to something down the road for either of these men. I'm going to be into that one, especially when it's Shogun Hua. Oh, yeah. And then opening up the card, my God, the fight I'm most excited for. We have Donald Cowboy Cerrone versus Joe Lozon. I like that fight. When when is this? This is next week. Okay. Oh, this is 274 we're talking about. Yeah, this is 274 we're talking about. Yeah, this is I'm sorry. I was, I thought we were going over this. I thought we were going over this whole card last Mm -hmm. night in Vegas. Uh, no, sorry about that. Uh, but yeah, this card is looking. We may, we may or may not be paying for that then next week. Yeah, this card looks stacked, honestly. Either one of the, like, even the, even the, even the first opening fight of this, uh, of this main card could be a main event for a, uh, for a, uh, for a fight night, honestly. Yes. The the pre show the the preliminary card is also pretty looking pretty good too. We have Randy Brown versus Chaos Williams at a big welterweight division matchup. We have Macy Chiesan versus Norma Dumont in the women's featherweight division. Two big names in the featherweight division. And in the and in the world of women's MMA as a whole, you also have a uh, Brandon Hoyvalo versus Matt Schnell, a big flyweight matchup. Yeah. And both guys, both guys are very entertaining to watch too. And then at heavyweight, you have Blagi Ivanov, who's I believe he's the one who has a. He might be the one that has that really weird hold by his chest. You know, he was the guy who fought Derek Lewis, that one time. Mm. He's taking on a, 
kind of a cookie. It's a looks like a Brazilian name. Marcos Rogério de Lima. Mm, okay. Could be a very entertaining heavyweight matchup. So next week it's looking very, very good. What's the main event? Main event? That is Justin oh. Gaethje versus uh Ver- versus uh, Charles Oliveira. Oliveira being the Oliveira. Yeah, Okay, okay. And what is this for the lightweight title? Yeah, for the lightweight title. There you go. And then the that's, week after then the week after fun. Sorry, you had some something to say? So that's gonna be a hell of a lot of fun to watch. Uh, oh yeah, and then I'll be buying that. So mm-hmm. the and the week after that too, a pretty big fight night too. You have the return of former UFC light heavyweight champion Jan Blachowicz. He's taking on Alexander Rakic, a rising star in the light. Oh, Blachowicz. Yeah, yeah, Blachowicz. Jan Blachowicz is taking on who? Alexander Rakic. Uh, okay. He's a uh, he's rising up in the in the light heavyweight division. Oh, uh, he beats Jan Blachowicz. That's gonna be a. Uh, it's gonna do good for him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this guy, he's on a two-fight win streak. He's beaten Anthony Smith and Thiago Santos. Two pretty, pretty good pretty good wins. Yeah, very very major names in the in the light heavyweight division. If he beats Blahovic, I think it'd be fair to say that he'd be the number one contender to the title after. That's a pretty big statement there. Adam, what? I'm just looking over this card for 274. It looks fucking sweat. It looks fucking sick. Mm-hmm. And then also on that card, you're going to have Caitlin Shukagian and Amanda Hivas, both uh, well-established stars in the women's flyweight division. They're going to be fighting also. Is that is that an early fight then in the prelims? Uh, no, this is for the week after uh, the 274. Oh. See, I'm always a fucking week behind you now. Oh, fuck. Hey, sorry. <laughs> next, next, when I move over to, to the week after that, because there's also a pretty big fight coming up for the week after. All right, hold on. That's Textera and Prejaka, right? What is that? Textera and Perizaka? To share my Perhachka? Yeah. Uh, that's the next pay per view after that one. I'm looking at the fight night after. after okay, so one. we got Blachowicz Bl- and Blachowicz. Blachowicz. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm really good at botching names, folks. Yeah, yeah. No, that's okay. All right. all right, I'm on. All right, I'm on the right card now. All right. Now, what fight were we talking about? All right, we're talking. This is the one with Ryan Spann and Eon Kutaba. Oh Ryan Spann and Eon Kuchalaba. Also, oh, very, two rising stars <laughs> in the light heavyweight division. <laughs> All right. Hey, look. Hey, look. I'm the amateur when it comes to football and stuff. You're the amateur when it comes to <laughs> MMA. It's a, ni- it's a nice yin and yang. At least we're all laughing. And all. You yeah. said fucking wrong. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So. Now, we like to make. We like to pick fun here. All right. So, so who do you who do you like better in this lightweight fight, Blake? The light heavyweight one, or, or on on the fight night, or the I'm on the I'm on the fight. I'm on the the Blachowicz and the Rakik. So you're saying for the light heavyweight one, are you talking for the main event or co-main? Yeah. That doesn't. Oh, it, it, on ESPN it has it as the Blachowicz and the Rakik. <laughs> I love it, please. All right, so you're talking about the main event, right? Yeah. All right, so honestly, because usually after title fights, we usually see a dip from uh, competitors. It happened to Glo- it even happened to Glover after his uh, first title fight. So I'm, and Jan Blachowicz, he's no spring chicken. 
I might, I think maybe if Alexander Rakic can stay away from Jan's uh, powerful hands, I think Rakic, the young, the young, the much, the young gun, the 30 year old, I think he could get the win. I think so too. Now, moving on to the fight night after that. So we're talking about May 21st. Hold on. Hold on. Let me get there. Hold on. Where'd I find that? How'd you find that? ESPN. All right. So we're talking about Holm and Vieira. Yeah. So Holly Holm is making her return to the octagon after a few years of a layoff. So Eric, you know a bit about Holly Holmes. And for the and for the people listening to this podcast, the reason yes. Holly Holmes is so important. She is the very first woman to beat Ronda Rousey in the octagon ever. She's the one who took the title away from her. Is that because she's a southpaw? Well, because she's also a kick-ass boxer, too. She pieced, she pieced Ronda up very nicely. And she's taking on Caitlin like Vieira. Looks like she's got a massive height advantage over Ronda, too. She might, yeah. I thought she did. I think Ronda's only, what, 5'4"? I don't. I can't imagine her being that short. I think she's a little taller. Okay, I don't really pay attention, so I, that was just a guess what she looks like on TV. So, <laughs> so pretty major main event, especially for, with Holly with a name such as Holly Holm in it. You have also Santiago Ponzinibbio and Michael Pereira. You also have some up and comers too on the undercard, like Chase Hooper. There you go. That's what's up. And then kind of just to get just for a sneak peek at the next pay-per-view. And mind you, we'd be skipping over a fight night here. The next the pay-per-view after 274 to UFC 275. Another very big one. Textera. Yeah, you have Glover Teixeira, the old ass man, taking on Yuri Prohaska. He said he said he said Texera. <laughs> yeah. So what do you say? It's Tashera, like Shara, like Tashera. Like you share something. So, and this is a very light, important light heavyweight title fight because for people such as me who's been following Glover's uh, ascent back into the light heavyweight title picture, it's been an incredible, almost Cinderella-like story. Because Glover Teixeira, he is now 42 years old. He is the old, he is the second oldest person to ever win a, a UFC title behind Randy Couture, another legend of the of MMA and UFC in general. And he is taking on a killer, Yuri Prohachka, who this man is, he woke up he's, and he just chose death each and every day of the week. He and he's basically he's Buddhist, so he'll find peace in knowing that he's about to kill you too. So it is a major light heavyweight title fight, especially for Glover, because it decides basically can he keep going? Because this is out of anybody else in the in the title in the light heavyweight title picture besides John Jones coming back. Hold on, Eric. Can I go back to something right now, real quick? I'm sorry to interrupt. But the Addison now has been rumored to receiving three million plus a house in SoCal from the USC boosters. Whoa, that is insane. Okay, so 
Okay, go back to Blake. Sorry. What the hell? Sorry, that was we were talking about that earlier. And oh, okay, that's okay. That's all right. Go ahead. Let's continue with MMA. All right. Anyway, so are we good? Yeah. Yeah. No, I have more stuff. Okay. Are you talking to him? No, I mean like you. No, that was just that was just breaking news from what I read real quick. Oh, that's breaking news right now. Okay. Yeah. I'd love to go in depth about it, but we're on time constraints here. So. Okay, so. Glover to share Yuri Prohashka, very important. We have another very important. What the fuck's playing? Um, your mom. Anyway, oh, fudge. I'm not sure. Co-main event, you have Valentina Shevchenko, the pound for pound best women in, woman in the UFC right now, taking on or defending your title against Talia Santos. You I don't have, know how to fucking turn that off. Then you have Zhang Zhang Weili versus Joanna Jonjay. Jane Checker, I forget how to pronounce her the name. Fuck was that? But another very important rematch. You have Jacob Malkin versus Brendan Allen, and you have Marvin Vittori, who was originally supposed to what face Robert Whittaker, although Robert had to pull out. Is this loud as fuck? Injury. Not, not for me. Okay, it's something on ESPN. So then, Robert Whittaker was supposed to be on this card originally, but he pulled out for whatever reason, due to an injury in April. So now it's looking like the UFC is, sh- is shopping for a replacement fight for uh, Marvin Vittori. So that's all I have for the world of MMA as of right now. I was good. I was able to keep up. Didn't pronounce a damn name right, but I was able to keep up. Yeah. Eric, thoughts? <laughs> <sighs> it is what it is. Damn. Great insight by our lead analyst right over here. Thank you, thank you. Now I haven't been paying attention to MMA lately. I've been uh I've been putting out the back burner for USFL and baseball and now NHL playoffs. Uh NBA not so much. That's the next thing I want to talk about. Unless you have more for MMA. Uh no, not really. Besides that, uh Looking like uh, John Jones and Steve Miocic, it was originally supposed to be. It was sounding like it was originally going to be targeted for July, but to, but as me and Eric have been uh, talking about previously, I believe off. I believe off. Uh, off podcasting. Yes. Stipe, he is a he is a he was he is a first responder. He is a firefighter. That's his full time job. So understandably, he wants to be able to. He wants to make sure he's in the best shape. So it's looking like the the flight's been pushed back, pushed back to September, so Cipe can continue being a firefighter and and uh, gradually train. Yeah, no, I, I no, I, I, I hella respect that. I used to be a volunteer firefighter um, before I work. I decided to go to school. Um, yeah, no, it is tough, and um, I respect the decision he made to. Uh, Although. Extend the fight because of that. It's a good. It's although, a good reason. although it seems that John Jones doesn't quite understand the reason, because <laughs> he, he John Jones doesn't seem to quite understand the reasoning. He continues. I mean, to, he gets in trouble with the law a lot. Do you expect him to understand that? No, it's just, I. It's just you would think at this point he'd have a little bit of a, of a, how you say, self. John Jones is a scumbag. I, I would I not know, expect yeah. him to understand anything. I know he's just constantly. If they said that his fucking wife or something died tomorrow, I don't think he'd care. Yeah, so John Jones on Twitter was playing the victim card, saying like how he was absolutely crushed, was looking forward to this fight, 
He's oh, I know. He was just not going to cancel and not going to fail a drug test due to go due to cocaine and substances, mm-hmm. right? Yep. It's going to happen. He does the he does the cocaine, does all the drugs. And this time he's with strippers or something like that. I don't know, man. John Jones is a mess. Uh, Steve, you do what you got to do. All right. Anything else we got for MMA? Nope. That's it. Right. Oh, oh, actually, right, sorry, current... sorry. What? Hold on, one, one thing. Oh, God. Hey, it's one, one thing, and I think it might be some major news. So Henry Cejudo, he's been talking shit online. He wants that fight with Volkanovski for the featherweight title, so he could be called Quadruple C. It's yeah. now looking like that UFC is looking might actually trade him to one championship, like they did with uh, with Demetrius Johnson, where they got Ben Askren in that deal. So, because. So who knows what we might be be seeing from that? What's the, what, what's the trade now? It's looking like we don't quite know. It would probably be for one of one's bigger stars, but Dimitri, but Henry Cejudo, former UFC flyweight and weight champion, Olympic gold medalist. You know. Yeah. So okay. there's that. He might get traded to uh, one championship. So he's still on the gold medal. Sorry, I got confused. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, Jorge Masvidal can't. Kobe Covington has like a restraining order against Jorge Masvidal now. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that ball was coming. Well, because you know Jorge actually attacked him. Oh really? Oh yeah, they t- attacked him in the street. Oh yeah, I remember that. You, you told me that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so now he can't. Jorge can't uh, tag Kobe in any posts he makes. He can't uh, go through any third party to attack Jorge like verbally or his reputation at all. Can't be. He can't live within like fifty feet of Kobe. He has to be like within twenty. Can't be within twenty five feet of Kobe. Some stuff like that. Oh God. Uh-huh. Anyway. Anyway. Well, yeah, I guess when you attack somebody uh, outside of the octagon, I would assume yes, he would get a restraining order. Colby also says he had, he got brain damage from the, from that attack. So uh, say what you will. If you got brain damage, you shouldn't be fighting anymore. Anyways, that might be all you know how to do. Say again. I said that might be all you know how to do anymore. True, I know. Yeah. We'll see what you. Well, oh, you're gonna have to learn it. something else. Yep. Anyway, so I want to move on here. I think that's enough for MMA. I can't think of anything else other than UFC. Though Conor McGregor is boring, but it's it's they're honestly doing fine. I don't know. They don't. They really don't need him. Well, anymore. Hmm. I disagree. Yeah, well, well, you are Conor McGregor, Mark. So, That's I also dis- so I disagree with you. I disagree with your face. I disagree with your cock and balls. Whoa, damn, that's deep. Deep in your mouth. No, deep in my ass. All right, let's move on from that. Weirdo. You're you're, you're the weirdo. You're fu- you're fucking me. <laughs> You knew me when I was 15, weirdo. Fucking Peter grooming me for this. I'm not groom you. That's what it sounds like. Uh, not, that sounds like what a groomer would say. Uh, okay. 
Holy direction. What a fucking draft party. Yeah, what a weird direction that took in. All right. Fucking Gronkowski, fucking Julian Edelman, Travis Kelsey, <laughs> Devo Samuel is popping in. <laughs> in Vegas, draft party, big, big draft party, three tiered, three tiered pools. Mojo Rally was there. All kind of there crazy shit. Okay, I want to just go into a couple of things about the NBA. Why I think this product sucks. The fact that the players have so much power that they can demand a trade and then uh, tamper with, uh, you know, what team wants for them, you know, talk to GMs and the players on that team. Happens all the time, especially in free agency and the trade deadline. But, you know, it is what it is, and I think it ruins the product. Um, super teams, it's another thing. That ruins the form. Um, Adam, what do you have to say about the uh, NBA product currently? What are your gripes about it? Do you ever like it? Wait, what are we on here? Talking about the NBA. The NBA? Are we yes, talking about how the NBA... That they're super teams. The players can tamper once they demand a trade. Uh, I think we talk. I think it's really dumb. That's for trade deadline stuff, and then free agency is even worse. I actually have an opinion. Worse too. You just demand a trade. Oh. Deadline. Like I posted on Twitter the other day, I wish the NFL would find players for dancing on the other team's logo and suspend them for a game. Well, if that was Juju, you know, the dummies here in Pittsburgh would love it. Well, John, Jay Morant got suspended for game one. Yeah, I thought that was a dumb suspension. I think a fine was enough for that. But Yeah, me too. Me too. But it is what it is. I don't believe in suspensions that harsh unless, like, somebody gets hurt. Um, if no one got hurt, I think a fine's good enough. Hurt them in the wall a little bit. Um, unless, like, they do something on the court or on the ice or on the field, whatever sport it is, unless they hurt somebody, there are no suspensions. But that's just the libertarian side of me. And we're still talking about the NBA product? Yes, the NBA blows. The ratings are down because of the uh, players having too much power. I do actually have an opinion on this. Et cetera. Yeah, I do have an opinion on this. I think I can agree with any everybody and say like the product has definitely deteriorated. Not because not just because like the creation of super teams and stuff and people tampering with their teams, (laughs) but also the place that has uh, has evolved evolved or I should say devolved for the worse because it's now takes more of a precedent. It now takes more of a precedent on three-pointers because that's not how the game works because that is now how the game is played by most people, which I get it. It's like that. That's how uh, to become more effective. That's how team can score more easily, but it definitely takes away from uh, the fun factor of watching a basketball game, of watching somebody bl- drive through a whole team and then go for a dunk. Yeah. No, well, yeah. It, it went to threes. Okay. Mm-hmm. to threes. I do like the long range shooting, but an occasional dunk every now and again is awesome too. Especially over top of somebody. I think it's one of the coolest things in sports. It seems like we got away from that. Even the centers are uh, shooting threes. That, that's where we've gone. 
I digress. Um, ratings are down. Okay. Because of it. And they need a culture shock. I don't know what needs to happen to the NBA, but some, something's got to happen to make it exciting again. I think they got to leave politics out of it. Yeah, and stop defending China. That would be a huge start. Um, but that. But I mean, but I mean that's. But that's that's where all their shit. That's where all the shit comes from. That's what I mean. They're so deep in the pocket of China. That's why you know the Barons like basically saying, "Well, freedom of speech is dangerous and shit like that." Like two years ago, I was getting so pissed. It's like, then why don't you move to China and just play in their league? Yeah, that's why I don't get into the NBA. I'm not into it. I don't really into it. Not until like the near the conference finals and NBA finals. Uh, the first and second round. I mean, I, the team I'm interested the most in is the Mavericks because I, I I love Luka Doncic. That's my favorite player right now. Well, they play tomorrow. So, and they're doing amazing. Uh, Doncic finally gets his first playoff series win. So. Amen to that. Let's Let's see the Mavs and Mark Cuban win another championship. So I'm back on the man. I'm back on the Mavs bandwagon for the for the yeah. attention, just not watch until near the end. But in other news, my Timberwolves they put up a good fight. They just couldn't do it against the, I believe, the number two overall favorite to win it all. Yeah, they lost to the Memphis Memphis team. The Memphis Grizzlies. So what did you think of Jay Morant dancing on your uh, logo? Fuck it, man. I hope he goes to hell. <laughs> that's, what I was just, that's what we were just talking about. And the NBA did find him and suspend him for a game. I thought you would have jumped in on it, but whenever you had that. Yeah, good, good riddance. Fuck him. <laughs> There you go. You heard it from an angry Timberwolves fan. Cocksucker. <laughs> Very passionate. I like it. Oh. Let's go on to the next segment. Let's go on with some USFL talk. Um, is that where we're going next? The game I really got to watch closely is the Maulers. And, uh, the Maulers really, really suck. I mean, they stink. My God, that game yeah. was boring. The offense is out of whack. I do like Eric Groshek uh, with his power running. He's my favorite player, but man, he just cannot. He, he can't be the one that carries the team on his back. And I like London. I, like I don't London, know why man. we start both quarterbacks and change them. I think we need to stick with one and keep that rhythm. Uh, and it has to be Kyle Lalletta. He's more efficient. Nine at nine for 12. Yes, I know he doesn't have the yardage like uh, Love, but. You know, I think we need to go somebody who's expected. and you can let London and Groshek run. Well, let us sucks. Wait, no, he does not. He is a good quarterback. He needs to start. Okay, he is the Tristan Jari to love being the, the Smith. Okay, simple. If you say so. Uh, I know. Jay loved the better answer. You know who I like the receiver today was Trey uh, Walker. Who uh, got drafted by the Who got drafted by the Commanders? What? Who? Trey Walker. Oh, he got drafted? I'm pretty sure. It said it on his Twitter today. He said, said, I can't wait to go to the Commanders. Well, he's 
got done catching five uh, passes for 58 yards today. Maybe he got signed to their practice squad or undrafted free agent. He oh, wasn't drafted day one, I don't think. Are they I don't see his name on here. get signed by the NFL? Maybe it's yeah, a- USFL players. Yes, that's the only league they're allowed to go to. They are in agreement with the uh, the NFL about that. No, I'm saying like they're allowed to finish their uh, their contract in the USFL. Yeah. Well, oh, it's cool. over right. It, it's over right. That league's over right before training camp starts. July 3rd. Most training camps start. Oh, damn. So you have like no break, you know, before going to training camp. You're fucking. Fuck no. Ready to go, baby. I know. Unless you don't, I, that's unless, what it said, but that's what it said, but I don't see anything. Unless you're like eliminated from playoff contention early. You know? it's like, but. Yeah, then that would be what, May 18th? Or June 18th? So you're allowed to skip OTAs <laughs> before training camp. Being I don't know, because it does say mandatory training. You might not have to go to mandatory training if you're in the USFL. Well, maybe. I don't know. It is what it is. Um, let's see. I did not like the Marlers' offense in this game at all. I thought the defense did what they could. They only let up three scores. Um, I think the offense needed to step up a bit this week. This is outrageous. I like Madre London. Well, so do I, but, you know, whoever's coaching this offense, I'm not sure who's in charge, but this is bullshit. You know, we deserve better here in Pittsburgh in terms of a good offense. This is looking way worse than the Steelers' offense last year, okay? That's how bad it is. The defense, hey. They're good. Trey Tarpley was a – he did excellent today in that game. If I look at the stats here on defense. Yeah, I'm looking them up now, too. I didn't I didn't get a chance to watch the game. I just listened he to it. He had 12 I just... tackles, uh, seven of them were solo, and he had two pass deflections. So he was a hell of a good player today with the most tackles, and he got a couple of deflections to show for his effort. Uh, Boogie Roberts did get a tackle for loss today. Just I saw that. Did not do as good as I thought he would. He only had three tackles. What, Zeno? Yeah. Oh. Uh, they were all assists. No, I think. Not as good as I thought he would do. They said they were going to stay away from Tarzino. To Zeno? Yeah. I did like Trey Walker receiving. That was pretty cool. London came out of nowhere and was a good... uh... What does uh, Chase Damore play? Uh, He played for Michigan. He, He did nothing today. What position does he play? Defensive end. In- actually, didn't actually did an interview with him last night. Let's see, uh, one tackle. Oh, he did end up with one tackle. Yep. When I looked, he didn't have any. <laughs> Got one tackle. Just assisted. Yeah, no solo. So, 
Paxton Lynch, I thought I thought he was excellent. He got both the scores. Well, that probably threw a lot of teams. That probably threw the Maulers off a lot too. Um, Corbin, 20, 20 uh, carries for 133 yards on the Michigan Panthers. Excellent running back. Really good offensive line, too. Um, but Paxton Lynch's ankle, unfortunately, gave out. So then uh, Shea Patterson had to get back out. Um, Shea Patterson only got 49 passing yards. Nope, no interceptions, though. How can you not? I think it was one. London. London had such a better game. Why? Why do you keep saying Grosick? Did he have a nice run? He's a great power running back. So is London. No, London's a more of speed. He's huge. He's two forty or something. Let's see. Well, yeah. Well, where do I find his uh, stuff? Hold on, I have it on my. He's Twitter. six foot one, two twenty. He's huge. Oh. Groshik's a big boy too, but I mean, ten for twenty-eight and eleven for sixty-eight for London, way better stats. I understand he broke that one for thirty-two yards, which was sweet. I did, I did retweet it on my Twitter page. I like Groshek for uh, third down and short situations. Um, I think that's really important. He got stopped. See? And in the middle Grosick of the morning, New Jersey and Philly was uh, playing. New Jersey beat Philly 24 to 16. New Jersey moves to 2 and 1. So there you go for that. So who Tampa won the Bay, nightcap? I'm back on the winning side. Who won the nightcap tonight, Eric? New Jersey. Yeah, New, New Jersey, Jersey won, won the nightcap. 16, I said, yep. How'd DeAndre Johnson do? For the Generals quarterback. 130 and... Six for eight. 94 on the ground with a touchdown. Dude, DeAndre Johnson's a beast. Hell of a quarterback. Okay. Doesn't yeah, really... Doesn't throw a lot. And he runs it a lot. I like it. Okay. Doesn't throw a lot, but he can run like a beast. He's got to be... He's got to be close to... He almost I don't like this dual quarterback bullshit, um, to be honest. I wish it were just like, yeah, you stick with one guy, the guy you drafted in the first round. Like, I'm not sure why they're doing this. It is what it is. Um, so the uh, the undefeated game between Birmingham and New Orleans, looks like Birmingham just won by by nine points, uh, 22 to 13 against the Breakers. I thought the Breakers were the best team in the league, but it looks like Birmingham uh, proved us wrong. What'd you say? Birmingham also has the home field advantage. I mean, do a lot of fans show up for it? There's a lot of Birmingham fans. A lot of these Birmingham games are well, well, uh, fan base. I see. Yeah, watching that game was just terrible. And we and we and we play New Jersey, so it's, it's going to be really fun to uh, get our asses whooped um, all season long. And it's on Peacock. I don't even have Peacock. So. Wait a minute, Friday, Saturday? Oh, okay. So, one Friday, that would be at 10 o'clock, Stars and Panthers. I'm not sure why it's at 10, but it's at 10 at 10. Saturday, 2.30, it's New Jersey and Pittsburgh, but it's on Peacock. I don't have Peacock. It's what it is. 
And then you got Tampa Bay and Birmingham at 7 on Saturday. It's going to be a good game. What are you looking at? Are you looking at week four? Yes. And then you got the Houston Gamblers and New Orleans Bakers closing it out 3 p.m. Sunday. That should be a good game, too. Yeah, I see the uh, maybe maybe the Gamblers bounce back. Who knows? Should be. So now the I think gen generals are in first place in the north. They're what three and oh? Two and one. Panthers and Stars are both one and two. And oh, Birmingham's three and oh. The only Birmingham. winless team in the league, and I am very frustrated at that. But what Birmingham? I got a good team. No, I'm saying like you know Pittsburgh is bad. Right now, yes. We are terrible. Um, it's not to say that, you know, a guest that's been on our show, you know, it's not to say it's his fault or anybody. It's just this team's just not gelling together right now, you know. I think uh, a couple of team leaders have to get together and uh, bring a players in a meeting and see if they can get this losing streak out of their ass. <laughs> Go from there. We'll see. Um, yeah, but no, this offense is not working. Uh, something has to happen. Um, I don't know. We, we're I something think, radical. We need a radical change in offense. I did not see much of this game today, so all I saw well, was the highlights. My the observation, we need a radical change in offense. So, something's got to happen. Uh, anything else for you, SFL talk? You guys want to get off your chest? They got it. Yes, I don't really pay too much attention to what's going on in the USFL. So, could you give me a brief rundown of how the season's gone? Um, so far, we got our only uh, winning team that's undefeated as the Birmingham Stallions, and of course, the Pittsburgh Maulers are the only winless team. Uh, you know, of course, that, that that's always nice. So, is there like a playoff system in play? Yeah, it's only going to be a semifinal and a final. Ah. Like four, yeah, you know I mean the top two teams in each division, north and south, four and four. Um, top two play each other, one game, single elimination, two games. Now, could you see them like teaming up with like the XFL or something like that? I don't think so. The USFL is going to be its own thing. Might they might expand uh, within themselves? Maybe bring back the LA Express. I don't know, maybe go to the other maybe go to other places like oh South Dakota. I, I doubt it. I just want I just want a pro sports team here. There's too small of a too, market. Is that dude. Too much to fucking ask. They are too small of a market. Excuse me, sir. We're bigger than Green Bay and they have a pro football team. That's because it's uh, you know, they've been there for like a hundred years. Bitch. I mean Look, They're the only small a, town team that stays, which is cool. We have a passionate fan base. Look, we could sell out the. We have a big arena. I mean, I don't know. I thought South Dakota was more basketball. I mean, that is something to uh, a Pennsylvanian like you would say. I thought they were. I don't know. Is, is it more football? Tell me how it is. Uh, yes. Truth is, we're more hot. Truth is, we're more hockey, actually. But I mean, oh, hockey. Are, I can, but, I can but, get down. I'm about to get into hockey here up next. What was that? 
So we're about to get into hockey here up next anyway. Good job. But... Yeah, all right. That's how it's going. Um, Adam, anything else you have to say about the USFL? I don't. I'm, I'm good. I think they rebound next week and get their first win. I hope so. All right, so the NHL playoffs. Uh, some first-round predictions. Want to get those out of the way. See what we're thinking. Uh, I'm. I'm gonna do the playoff hockey pick'em actually on ESPN. Here. Hold on. I'm actually gonna try that. Right now. Do that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna do this on here. All right. Here we go. So, Carolina Hurricanes, Boston Bruins. I think Carolina Hurricanes are a slightly better team. I think they win in six. What Carolina? Yep. Uh, and it says here, will any first round series end in a sweep? Yes, I do. I think there's one. Wait until you hear it. Which of these cool tenors will record the highest save percentage? We got Igor Shesterkin, Andre Vasilevsky, Linus Olmark of Boston, and Jack Campbell on Toronto. I'd probably play. Then we got who will win this series? We got Toronto and Tampa Bay. I would have to pick. Uh, I'm good. That's killing yeah, me. This is, Tur- this is the Maple Leafs and Lightning. Yes. Yeah, I have to go. I have to agree. The main, the curse that the Maple Leafs currently have. I mean, you can't just, just you just can't bet against it. Where do you go? Adam, what do you think, Adam? I'm going. I'm going, Tampa. How many games? What's that? How many games do you think? Four, five, six, seven? Oh, um, I'm going Tampa 4-1. Okay, so five games. Yeah. Okay. I think it's going to go into a game seven. What did you say, Carolina, Boston? Did you say 4-1, 4-0, Uh, I said in six, 4-2. Carolina. Okay. What are you thinking? I'm going Carolina. I like Carolina. Uh, how many games? Even though Patrice Bergeron is kind of is starting to heat up again. How many games? Six. Four two. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, so let's see. Who recorded more points? Says Huberto or Austin Matthews. I want Austin Matthews because he's a goal scorer. He's a good one. Which of these goaltenders will record the highest save percentage? Another one. This time it's the West. Kemper, Markstrom, Huso, and Ottinger. I would have to go to Kemper. Who is this series? We have the Minnesota Wild and St. Louis Blues. I think the Minnesota. Well, I think the St. Louis Blues will beat them just because of the playoff experience in the past. I'm going. I'm, I'm going. Mark Andre Fleury. Oh really? I say the Blues will win in six games. I disagree, and I'm not saying that because I'm rooting for Minnesota. But the, but Minnesota they had a quite they had a few more wins that than Minnesota did in their in the Central Division they, this year and they and going into the playoffs Minnesota Minnesota they were riding a two although not big they were riding a two win they're white they're riding a two win streak while the Blues were riding a two lose streak mm. so I'm thinking that the the success that we that the Wild had seen in the regular season I think that could potentially carry over and they could potentially be and they could potentially beat the blues and i'm gonna guess six games but just because the blues won't make it easy on them 
I'm predicting the Wild take it. How many games? Uh, six games. The Blues, they won't make it four easy, but the Wild, I think they should have should have cleaned them out. Uh, I say four to two to the opposite. We'll say. Um, to win this series, Edmonton Oilers and the LA Kings, I think the Edmonton Oilers are just counted. <laughs> I'm thinking the Minnesota and St. Louis series goes seven. Okay. Uh, who, who wins? And I'm thinking Minnesota wins in seven. Uh, St. Louis in six. But for Edmonton Oilers, LA Kings, I think the Oilers are just way more talented in every single area. Hundred percent. I go with the Oilers in and five. I'd also uh, I disagree. I think it could potentially be in four. Okay. Yeah, I'm thinking Edmonton. So I'm thinking Edmonton, Edmonton sweeps. Sweep yeah, I think they're gonna sweep them. I got four of sweep in this one, Edmonton. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then our favorite one, the New York Rangers and Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, I say this is what a about sweep. Calgary and Dallas? What? Did we talk about Calgary and Dallas? Oh, not yet, not yet. Right now it's the New York Rangers and Pittsburgh Penguins. It's next on this list here. Uh, I think it's going to be one of the sweeps um, in this uh, playoffs, and the, the Rangers will sweep the Penguins. Yeah, the Rangers, they were looking awesome. they were looking really good this year, I would say. Shesterkin's a great goalie. I think he's gonna outplay um Casey the Smith. So I'm gonna have to go to sweep. Clean sweep for the Rangers. What do you I think? think uh, Penguins, I think I am taking probably for well, I don't think I don't think the Penguins are better than the Rangers, but I think for one night only they could say that they are better than the Rangers. I think it I think they I think it ends in five. I'm taking the Penguins this is four to two and six. Hmm. So you think the Penguins are going to win? I think, I think they are. I think this is the year they get them finally. No, I doubt it. Yeah, the Florida Panthers and the Washington Capitals. I think this is going to be the most competitive series in the first round. Um, simply because you got Ovechkin versus Huberto, right? Um. Uh, I said it says here ninety-two percent pick Florida, Florida Panthers. I think it's that's a little lopsided. I think it can go either way. Um, this is this is one of the hardest series to pick. I'd say. Wouldn't you guys say? I yeah, I'd say so because it's definitely really hard. Yeah, because because uh, towards the end of the regular season, the Capitals they weren't looking very good. They were on a low. A four-game losing streak. Florida was on top. Uh, I would have to go Florida in the seven in one of the hardest series, hardest-fought series ever. I think it might. I don't. I honestly don't know. Uh, I think the I think the Panthers win, but man, man, it's a tough one. They're going to be very dead tired for the round two. It's going to be thinner than the ice after they skate on it. They are one of the, they are one of the best teams in the playoffs. Uh, I think Florida will move on, but it's going to be difficult because Ovechkin is experienced and he will be giving them a hard time scoring a lot of goals. Adam, what do you think? I'm taking Ovechkin. I'm oh, taking Ovechkin in six, four two. Six. It's still it's still Brabowski. Okay. Yeah. So. So me and Blake went a sweep in Edmonton. I picked Pitt, and I picked Washington to pull this round one upset. Oh, okay. I can't believe we're considering Washington winning an upset. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So Mexican place one. 
So what's left, Jamie Bean and... All right, we have Colorado and Nashville. That's the next series I got on this list. Um, I will have to go with uh, Colorado, of course, in a, in a sweep against Nashville. I think they're just going to dominate them. I'm, I'm thinking I'm thinking 4-1 Colorado. I'm thinking Nashville does end up getting... They're dominating them, but Nashville squeaks one. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking Nashville squeaks one. Okay. Because I, I, I don't, because I think Colorado has all their big players coming back, but I'm I don't know if it's for game one or game two. Hmm. They had a couple players out, and I don't also I don't know what's going on with Gudis for Florida. So that that came into my thoughts. I did have him on my fantasy team, and he was out for the last two games of the regular season. That's safe. Harvey, what do you think? I, I I agree with you guys with that. Sentiment. I think they. I think it goes to Game Six with Colorado winning. Hmm. Game Six, Colorado wins. Cool. We got Calgary Flames, Dallas Stars. That's the final series here on this list. Uh, I think Calgary Flames will win it in uh, six. I think this is going to go seven, and I think Dallas is going to win in a nail-biter in game seven. Mm. Hmm. I, th- I think this is, a, I, this is kind of a challenging one. I think, although I hate it, I think the Dallas Stars take it in a game six. Okay, so I disagree with you both, then. Ooh. Calgary's yeah, he took Calgary. I think that addition of Evander Kane for Edmonton has been an awesome addition. I think he has 22 goals yeah, or something. I some believe Calgary and Edmonton both won their series. Uh, don't they play each other next round? Yeah, if they make it that far. Hmm. That'd be exciting. Battle of Alberta. I like rivalries. I do too, but I just see Dallas winning this in seven. Um, yeah, this is definitely the Penguins' last chance with this core, though, in this playoffs. You can agree on that? Yeah. Uh-huh. So, uh, I, unfortunately, I think they're going to get swept. So. And Tuesday is their first chance to prove me wrong, hopefully. Doubt it. We'll see. I picked them to win the series, so. <laughs> I, I think you're wrong, but I guess time will tell. You got to love my homerism, huh? And I love it, but I'm a realist. I don't see it happening. But I just, I, I just I see him beating them. I don't, I don't know why. News this week. Any other sports news you said? Oh, that's it. Um, that's it. Uh, you can follow me at Eric underscore effort underscore ninety six, and you can follow Shock Sports Podcast at Shock Sports Pod. Um, Adam, go through your social media. Yeah, you can follow me at Twitter. Um, Let's see. We got at Sports Talking It for Talking Sports With. You're talking. And then we have what's that? Because you're talking. You're talking. Sports Talking It. You're talking it, baby. We we're talking it, yes, sir. We're um, talking it here too. We, and then we got. I guess I guess Meg's you can talk 20, it anywhere. Got at Megs twenty four twenty four twenty four. My regular. Twitter, and then we have at Hammer Time Pit for the Maulers coverage. 
That's all I got. Blake, you want to go with your uh, social? Yep, you can find me on Twitter at SuckMyDick. For real. <laughs> uh, no, no. <laughs> I didn't what? think so. You said, you said no social media? No, no I, I mean, I have social media. I just, uh, you know. I mean, I don't really post that often, so why follow me at all? Oh, uh, uh, okay. There you go. Stay. All four of us finally on an episode at different times. <laughs> yeah, that hasn't happened yet. So, but uh, hopefully we can get all four of us at the same time the whole time. <laughs> that, meantime, that's our next. That's that's our next work in progress. In the meantime, yeah, because I'm going to be heading up to uh, Clearwater, Minnesota to be with my very quick Christian extended family. So I doubt this podcast would fly out there. Um, How long are you going to be going for that? Until mid-August. That long? No yeah. internet? No internet or what? I mean, there's internet, but they're very Christian. And I, I mean, I, I, I would hate for them to stumble upon me going like, yeah, fuck, shit, dick, cunt. And they're like, "Oh my goodness, Blake!" They'll, I mean, they'll set up like they'll set up like a whole exorcism. Wow, what a bombshell of a news drop! We won't have you for a while. I mean, I could probably be like, "And we have the message. We have a message from our MMA correspondent, Blake Olson. Away on you could do that. matters. You're, you're telling me you MMA can't keep it. Today. Hey, Blake, you're telling me you can't keep it like low key for once." Uh, what do you mean by? I mean, the swearing. I mean, I could, but then, but you guys, I know for a fact you couldn't. So put your phone, bud. Oh, you know, works. if we gotta be good, you know, Blake, if we gotta be good, we can be good. Uh, no, I can't. Yes, you can. To get Blake on the show, you I'm can used be to good. Swearing with Blake, I can't change. I, I do know this for a fact. He cannot change. <laughs> Um, no, I, I, can't know. I, I, I swear with Blake, okay? It's not like he's a guest that, like, he's saying, you know. But, no, nah, I mean, Blake we... can come. Blake cannot swear. We can swear. Sorry. So when are you leaving, Blake? Uh, it's going to be looking like around March 28th, not March, May 28th. Oh. So we got you at least for the next two UFCs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's one way to look at it. Okay, well, hopefully we can still have you and you can just clean up. The yeah, hopefully. Better. Can't leave All right. August. Why? Uh, well, I'm going to be doing a lot of volunteer work up there for summer camps and all that. Uh, uh, okay, I thought you were going to go. Um... I was going to make a joke. <laughs> Well, that's a good thing to do, Blake. That's a good thing. No, it's a good thing to do. I was going to make a joke. You're going to volunteer like that Kyle kid in uh, Kenosha. The hell's this story? Ooh, I'm interested. Wait a minute. You don't know what I'm talking about? No. Never mind. Forget Go it. ahead. No, no, no. Speak up. Speak nah, up. I can't. I can't. I can't. We're on the air. Well, you just, I was, well, you I was cracking a joke. You didn't get the joke. Well, you just mentioned it. so I, mean, I, will, I will explain it to you after. <laughs> okay. Okay. I was just a little, I was just cracking a wise joke, and uh, you you didn't get it. So. Kyle Rittenhouse. Oh, oh. Uh. Yeah, I said. Uh, I said. Hopefully, you weren't volunteering like Kyle. 
Yeah, no, no, not nothing like that. Although, I don't know. You might see me on the news group be like, God damn it, I knew it. God damn it, RBF, you son of a bitch, you lied. Anyway. We gotta go bail him out. Fuck. Yeah. Look, know. he said he'd be out of the kids, but bust him out of the He's shit out of luck. You better hope his dad bails him out or something. Anyway, see you guys next time. Yep.